Hey mamas, you're listening to the Balanced Working Mama podcast, the only podcast teaching you how to balance your work, motherhood, and wellness. I am Dr. Amber Thornton, clinical psychologist and mama wellness consultant. Each week we dive into tips and strategies and much more so that you too can become a balanced working mama. Let's dive in. Hey mamas, we have another episode of the Balanced Working Mama podcast. So this is episode 23 and we are just trucking along in season three. Um, I really am excited about today's episode, but first I want to do a little check-in like always. So today's Sunday, we've got Empowered Wellness today. Um, Let's see, there was something else on my mind. Oh, okay. So I just got so much on my mind, you guys. (laughs) So Sunday, we've got Empower Wellness Program. Um, I'm excited because the mamas are really diving in with getting ready with working on their goals. They've already talked about their goals and what they're going to be working on. And so this week, I'm going to be supporting them even further with just continuing to move forward and push through those goals. So I'm excited for that. Um, You know, this group of mamas is really special. I've had three so far and I just see a different level of enthusiasm and eagerness. And honestly, I see it more and more with each cycle that we go in. And I just think it's part of the momentum of Balanced Working Mama building and growing, but also just seeing that it's, it's really, really good. So I am loving um, seeing the mamas be excited and doing what they're doing. It's been such a joy for me. But either way, we've got Empower Wellness Program today. Um, Another thing that I am very excited about is the fact that we do have the retreat coming up. And so if you are listening, you probably already know that the Balanced Working Mama Retreat is coming up. Um, We are going to be having the retreat March 5th, 6th, and 7th. And so we've got some time, but I do want to remind you that there is a deadline to register for the retreat. The retreat registration ends February 12th. That is a Friday, February 12th. There is a special advantage to registering in January because you get a discounted rate, but then February, the price goes up a little bit. Either way, the one thing that I am so excited about is I have confirmed all of the speakers for this retreat. And so we have four unique mamas that are coming to help me with planning this retreat, making sure that we have a lot to offer you all. I can't say right now, but in the coming weeks, I'm definitely going to start rolling out um, some promo just to spotlight them so you all will know exactly who is going to be helping us in this retreat. Um, I am so excited. We have one mama that is going to be helping us with some meditation every morning and to close every, every evening of the retreat. I've got another mama that's going to do a special work. Okay, see, I want to I want to go into it, but I can't. So either way, you are going to learn about these four mamas in the coming days and weeks. Um, also, we've got some sponsors for the retreat. So it's really going to be so good. And again, I cannot wait for you all to register, to attend. I want you to really treat this as if you are blocking out your weekend for you. And so not only will you be attending the retreat, but treat yourself well that weekend. Rest relax make it luxurious like whatever you want to do to make sure that you are present and really with us for this retreat um do it 
So whether that means telling somebody, hey, I need you to watch my kids while I'm doing this retreat or like closing yourself off in your room for the day, whatever it is, like buy yourself your favorite snacks, come with us, rest, relax, but also be assured that each day that we meet in this retreat, you are going to feel even more capable and empowered to achieve the balance and wellness in your motherhood journey. So again, I cannot say enough how excited I am for this for our first retreat, March 5th, 6th, and 7th. Um, If you haven't, head to the website, register. Um, But also we do have a giveaway going. You can check out my Instagram um, to learn more about the giveaway. But what I'm having you all do is anytime that I share a post about the retreat, all you would need to do is reshare it in your stories or in a post and make sure that you tag me and Balanced Working Mama. So definitely get in on that giveaway. At the end of January, I will announce one winner for the giveaway who will be able to attend the retreat for free. Okay, y'all. So retreat, Empower Wellness Program. Um, As far as me, I'm feeling really good. Um, I am almost in the third trimester of this pregnancy. And um, some of you have reached out to me and just asked me how I'm doing, how's it going. And to be honest, it's going really well. I I feel really good. Um, I still have some energy, which is nice. We'll see how that goes once I actually get into the third trimester. Um, One thing I'm excited about is that we have... I have, we have a name for baby girl. So of course we won't be sharing that until she's here with us, but it feels nice to know, um, you know, that I, I, I have her name and I get to speak her name, even if she's not with us just yet. And so it feels good. It just, you know, those little moments, it helps me to connect even further with her. So I'm very excited for her to be here with us and to get here. And I know it's going to be really great. So either way, that's our check-in. I hope that y'all are doing well. Um, let's get into today's episode. Hey mamas, this is the moment we have all been waiting for. The Balanced Working Mama Retreat is happening this year, March 5th, 6th, and 7th. This year, our theme will be achieving the balance and wellness in your motherhood, and I know you'll absolutely do that. So please, please join us again March 5th, 6th, and 7th for our very first virtual retreat for discussions, community, empowerment, engagement, rest, relax, feel rejuvenated, and be sure that you're going to get the balance and wellness that you've been needing this year in 2021. Register now, or you can register until February 12th, but there is a special advantage to registering in January, and I cannot wait to see y'all there. Register at www.balancedworkingmama.com. All right, mama, so let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. So this one actually, um, it's just going to be me chatting for today. I know that we've had a special guest every other week, and so today you all are stuck with me. He just got me today. But the topic of rewriting the narrative of motherhood has been on my mind for a while, and when I say a while, it has been on my mind in some capacity for months, almost for the whole year. Because, you know, as you all know, Balanced Working Mama was birthed in 2020, um, in February of 2020. And it's something that just kind of happened organically. And here we are now, almost a whole year later, um, 
with Empower Wellness programs and with three seasons of the podcast, with the Balanced Working Mama Retreat, um, with supporting mamas through corporate services. Like we, we're doing a lot to really be ahead of the game when it comes to helping millennial women to really redefine what balance and motherhood looks like. And it feels so good, but I, I want to just take a step back to really think about what that actually means to rewrite the narrative of motherhood. In episode 21, we talked about redefining balance, but this one is a little bit different because we're thinking about motherhood in its entirety. And I want to share a little bit about my journey of doing this for myself, but then also talk through how this is truly a movement right now. We have had so many moms who are realizing that what they have been taught or what they saw growing up in terms of what it means to be a mother is no longer a good fit. And so I'm hoping that today what I share just helps to energize you, encourage you, and also empower you to continue to be the defining factor in what your motherhood experience is going to look like, because it does not have to look like what we've seen or what society is telling us. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about um, my journey of becoming a mother. And for those of you who have you know, kind of been tuning in and, and listening on Instagram and on the podcast, you may have heard this, but I just think it's so important to share because we don't talk about the fears or the challenges in becoming mothers enough. For me, um, I at one point didn't even think I wanted to be a mom because I was so afraid of what that meant for me in terms of the life that I wanted to build or the career that I wanted to have or how well I wanted to take care of myself. And, you know, I remember saying to myself, well, I'm really happy right now. I was in my mid-20s. I had just graduated from my graduate program. I was a new psychologist and I was so happy. And to be honest, that was the very first time in my life where I had ever felt truly content with myself. I would say, and this is probably the experience for so many women, um, being a young woman in my early 20s and just navigating the identities of everything, it was hard. It was not easy. Um, I had to learn a lot of lessons. And with that, um, there were a lot of moments where I honestly just didn't like myself or I didn't know myself or I didn't feel comfortable um, in the skin that I was in. But when I was about 24, 25, I finally had got there. I had moved to Oakland, California to do a long, a year-long internship, and I was just completely living on my own, learning new things I had never been exposed to, challenging myself in new ways, meeting new people, and it felt so good. Um, I remember reading one book. Um, this book changed my life, y'all, and I think that I've heard some people mention this book before. It's It was life-changing for me. It was really the point that got me from not knowing myself, not really truly loving myself to a point where I know myself, I love myself, and it's always a con continuous journey. And it's all about love, new visions by Bell Hooks. And I read that book in my mid-20s, and it changed my life forever because it helped me to really understand what it meant for me to love me. 
and what it, that truly, truly meant. But then also thinking about what, what love means, but then also what should I expect when it comes from love for other people. And in that, I, I realized that I just wasn't loving myself very well at all. I wasn't. Um, I was so focused on who do I have to be for someone to love me? Or who do I have to be for society to accept me? What type of psychologist do I need to be so that my my career and my colleagues will accept me? And that's not okay because I wasn't spending enough time really thinking about, okay, well, what do I need to do for me so that I love me? What do I need to do for me so that I actually enjoy the person I am? And so those those few years, that book, that moment was so... Um, defining for me because I think it's what pushed me into this place of being able to um, take the reins of motherhood for myself and not just do what I've been given or what I've been seen. And so what happened though is that in those moments I was like, all right, I feel good. Um, motherhood, no, nah, that's that's okay. I'm, I'm fine. Because Unfortunately, what had happened was that I had seen examples of motherhood that included just way too much self-sacrifice. Um, and what I mean by that is I had seen women um, and mothers completely neglect themselves in order to be mothers, um, completely neglect themselves in order to take care of them, their families, you know, neglect themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, also neglecting and minimizing their careers. And that was not something that I wanted to do. And so I just didn't know that there was another way to do motherhood where I wouldn't have to. And so I thought I just, that just meant I shouldn't be a mom. Luckily, through some years of reflecting on that and just really sitting with myself and realizing I do want to be a mom, but I just need to figure out how do I do this but also still get to hold on to this part of me that I love so much. How do I become a mom and still show up and like love the hell out of my career? How do I still be a mom and take care of myself every single day? How do I be a mom and always prioritize myself? And so that is essentially what Balanced Working Mama is all about. It came from my experience of figuring out how to do that and then wanting to share it with other women because I don't want to see another woman, especially another woman of color, um, become a mom, but then put her needs to the side or put her desires on the back burner or her ambitions, just put them to sleep until the kids are grown. That's not okay. We can be moms, but then also show up for ourselves as well. And that's what I am an advocate for. And that is how we redefine the narrative of motherhood. So what I've noticed is that I am not the only one thinking about this. You know, yes, that is what made Balanced Working Mama come alive, but I'm not the only one that is having these conversations and, and thinking about this. And thank God, because sometimes when I talk about this, it makes me feel, I don't know, it just makes me feel, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it feels good to know that there are other women who saw what I saw and didn't like it, you know? So for instance, in the Empower Wellness Program, we have been having conversations, all of us, all the mamas, about how we experienced so much pain before, but also now, just in reflecting on how much our mothers gave of themselves for us. 
And it's a really conflicting feeling because what I always say is that when I reflect on the sacrifices that my mom made or my grandmothers made, it's exactly why I'm here. (laughs) It's why I'm able to sit here on all these platforms and talk about these things that I love. It's exactly why I have the the luxury and the access and the opportunity to um, do all the things I do and to make a good living and to live very comfortably is because my mom, my grandmothers sacrificed the hell out of themselves to make sure that we could get to this point. And so for that, I'm forever grateful. And so are the mamas that I'm having conversations with about this. And what we're realizing is that it hurt to know that so much of themselves had to be lost or had to be neglected or put to the side for this to happen. And so what I'm hearing is that other moms are also thinking of this and and, and realizing maybe there is another way. And it doesn't take away from how grateful we feel or um, how much we want to honor our mothers and our grandmothers, but we're realizing that we wanted them to have support too. We wanted them to have encouragement and empowerment too. We wanted them to take care of their physical health and their emotional health too. And unfortunately, those opportunities were not granted in the same ways that they are now, but But now that we're here and we have the opportunities to take care of ourselves and we have like wellness consultants and and therapists and psychologists and people talking about these things, we need to take advantage of this. I don't think that just because our moms or our grandmothers had a certain experience that they expect us to have the same experience. So, for instance, you know, I always say, and I'm going to do this one day, one one day I'm going to have a sit down with my mom and we're going to talk about it, but I feel like... You know, for my mother, who I can still have conversations with, but my grandmothers who are no longer with us, um, if I were to talk to all of them, I feel like they would say, you know what, baby, what you're doing is great and we want you to continue because we needed that support too. Or they might say, I'm so glad that you're seeing it a different way, that the world is giving you opportunity to do something different because just because it was like that for us doesn't mean like it needs to be like this for you. And so... I guess what I'm trying to say is that there is a movement happening where more and more of us are realizing that we don't have to do it the same ways that we've been seeing it done, right? We also don't have to do it the way that society tells us. I think society has very high and unrealistic expectations for mothers, um, and specifically women of color who are mothers and who are working. And it's too much. And so we need to be fighting back against all the stuff that we've learned, all the stuff that we've been told, but then also especially the stuff that society tries to push on us. Because if we don't, we will find ourselves in a place where we're looking back on our lives 20 years from now like, damn, I wish I would have started that podcast, or I wish I would have moved forward with that business, or I wish I would have went back to school like I wanted, or I wish I would have actually taken care of myself better because now I'm feeling the consequences and it's too late. I don't want that for us. And so just know that As I'm working on this, I want to support you all in working on this, but then also there are so many of us out here who are feeling the pull of, I feel like I need to honor what I've learned by doing it that way, but I also know that I need to do it different right now. 
that is how we start to rewrite the narrative of motherhood. It doesn't have to be how it's always been. We can switch some things up. So I want to think through with you some ways that you can actually start to do this. And so, you know, yes, we've been talking very abstractly about rewriting the narrative of motherhood, but what does that actually look like for you? What does that actually mean? So I want to talk through five steps that I think will help you to begin to rewrite the narrative of motherhood for you. And so step number one, you really do have to take a moment to figure out where the hell did you learn how to become a mom? That's like the very first step. Even if you don't do any of the other steps that I'm going to talk about today, you absolutely need to do this one because if you don't know where you've come from, it's going to be hard to change the path ahead. And so really take a moment to yourself right now or write this step down so you can come back to it later and really think through, where did I learn to become a mother? So if I answer this for myself, the first thing that comes to my mind is by watching my mom be a mom, but then also watching my grandmother be a mom to her children um, and hearing the stories of my grandmothers. And so I learned a lot about what it meant to be a mom from my, my childhood upbringing and my family upbringing. I also learned how to be a mom just from watching other women. So for instance, um, when I was an adult and I wasn't yet a mother, but I was in spaces with other women, I started to pay attention, you know, to this is how they show up in motherhood. This, these are the pressures that they feel. These are the expectations that they have. These are the expectations other people have of them. So I learned a lot from being in community of women who had children, even if I wasn't a mom. But lastly, I've realized that I've learned a lot about what it come, what it means to be a mom just from society. And so just even just watching TV shows or commercials or hearing podcasts or just hearing how people in society or in America talk about motherhood. I've learned a lot about what is, is expected of us. And so, again, you cannot make changes or rewrite the narrative of motherhood if you don't first know what's been given to you as far as this narrative. So take a moment to really think about where did you learn what it means to be a mother? That is step one. Step number two, when you think about what you've learned, I need you to ask yourself these two questions. What felt good and what didn't feel good? Or what feels good and what does not feel good? This is important because it's now getting you to critically think about, okay, these are the things I've learned and this is what I like and this is what I don't like. <laughs> and so for instance, you know, when I think about all that I've learned about what it means to be a mom, um, things about it that I like, I like that mothers um, do have a great deal of responsibility. I like that we do have a lot of influence when it comes to our family. I like that. I like that mothers in some societies or some families are reverenced and very respected. I love that. I like that. What I don't like is a lot of the self-sacrifice that I've seen when it comes to being a mom. I don't like that I've seen mothers put their physical wellness on the background for five years and then get to a point where their physician is telling them, hey, you need to change something or we need to put you on meds. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that I've had mothers who felt like they couldn't 
advance in their careers or, you know, do something for them because they feel guilty. I don't like that. And so for you, again, think about from all the stuff that you learned about being a mom, what part feels good and what part doesn't feel good. And so the thing about it is the parts that feel good and the parts don't feel good, they're going to be unique to you. Like if you ask another mom, she might have all those same points, but in complete reverse for her, right? Like she might like the things that I don't like, or she might not like the things that I do. So this is unique to you. And this is personal to you. What parts of what you've learned feel good and what parts don't? Step number three, I need you to make some decisions, right? So now you know, okay, this feels good in terms of what I've learned about motherhood, this doesn't feel good. So now you got to make some decisions, girl. Like you got to decide, okay, well, what parts of this do I want to keep for my motherhood experience? But then also you got to decide, okay, well, what parts of this do I actively want to change? So for me, I would say that a part that I have decided to keep in my motherhood experience that I have seen or that I've learned is the part of being nurturing. Um, when I think about like my my husband and myself, we show up in different ways. And I love that because our children need different things from us. He can't be like me and I cannot be like him. And so um, sometimes I am the one that's a little bit more nurturing or more empathic and um, understands some things a little bit more. But then he does some other things way better than me, y'all. That's a whole other podcast episode. Either way, I'm deciding to keep that part and to show up for that part. Parts that I want to change, um, I don't, y'all know me, <laughs> I don't like to cook. Um, I think what I've learned about motherhood is that moms are supposed to cook all the meals. Moms are supposed to do all the things. Moms are supposed to be the head of the household and manager of the household. I don't like that. That's too much pressure for me. It makes me anxious. It gives me anxiety. And if I were the manager of my household, um, I wouldn't be able to do this, these things that I love. And so that's not a role that I've taken on in motherhood. Um, luckily, I have a spouse who loves to cook. He shows up for that and that's his thing. Um, I'm also doing HelloFresh right now. And so that's another way that I take that expectation of cooking off of me. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that is not for me. Um, but also in terms of managing the household, that is something that my spouse and I um, do together. And if I'm honest, he probably is more like a 65-35 split where he does a lot of that. Um, so I've been honest with myself in saying that being a manager of the household and being responsible for all the things, that don't work for me. And so I've had to let that idea go. Um, that is a decision that I, I wanted to make that change. So again, that was step three, make some decisions about what do you want to keep in your motherhood experience, but then also what do you want to change? Step number four, you have to challenge and manage your guilt throughout this process. And so when we're talking about rewriting narratives of anything, but especially with motherhood, you're going to feel guilty and you're going to feel guilty because there's going to be something in you that says, oh, so the way that it's been done isn't good enough for you? <laughs> or it's going to be something like, oh, but you know all the other moms are doing it this way, so what's wrong with you? Or it's going to be something like, oh, so you can't do this, so, so something's wrong with you, right? Like different things like that. Guilt will show up and make you believe that you're doing something wrong 
because you're doing something for you. Um, guilt is a liar. I would say maybe 5% of the time when guilt shows up in motherhood, you've actually done something wrong. But the 95% of the time, guilt is just there to troll you for, for real. Like guilt is just there because what you're doing in that moment is changing the narrative. Anytime we go against the grain, there's something in us that says, oh, that's not right. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. But you have to remind yourself that when that feeling comes up, you have to take a moment, take a pause, challenge that guilt and say, yo, just because I feel this guilt right now does not mean I've done something wrong. I'm actually doing something for me. And in my redefinition of motherhood, doing something for me is good for me and my family. I'm doing something right. And then you got to move forward. You cannot allow the guilt to stop you in that moment because when you do, the guilt wins. And so I always tell moms, move forward, even with the guilt, because that is how you start to manage and walk with guilt a little bit easier. Guilt may not go away. <laughs> um, there's not really anything that we can do to make a feeling go away, but we can manage the feeling. So with more practice in this, when you challenge your guilt, you'll realize that you can walk with it with more ease. It won't feel so heavy because you've challenged it over and over again. It'll become an easier process. So please, please, please challenge your guilt. Again, I'll remind you, as you start to modify parts of your motherhood experience or rewrite the narrative of motherhood for you, guilt is going to come and make you believe that you're doing something wrong, but you're not. You are not. So keep that in mind. Step number five, our final step is that when you are rewriting the narrative of motherhood, you have to seek support throughout the process. And I say this because rewriting a narrative, again, with anything, um, but especially with motherhood, can feel isolating because basically what you're saying is, I have seen you all do it this way, but I'm going to take this other path. Or you're saying, you know, y'all gave me this map, but I'm actually about to switch it up a bit. And it can feel isolating because the people that you would have otherwise sought support from might not be able to support you in the same way. Sometimes they don't understand what you're doing. Sometimes they don't have answers for you, even if they want to support you. And so you have to realize that you have to really work to build a community of additional supports. This doesn't mean to replace those people. <laughs> um, it means to continue to build your community and support of people who might be doing the same thing that you're doing. So for instance, like I said earlier, I'm not the only one thinking about rewriting the narrative of motherhood. Like there's a lot of us who are doing this and who are thinking about this. And so what that means is that you're not alone, but really work to find those people so that you all can connect and support one another as you travel along this road. We all are working on rewriting the narrative of motherhood, but there you don't have to do it alone. You don't. You can, you can have support. And so, of course, I want to let you know Balanced Working Mama is always here to support you as you rewrite the narrative of motherhood. That's exactly what we do. That's exactly what we encourage, what we empower other mamas to do. We have 12 mamas doing it right now in the Empower Wellness Program. That makes for a total of 36 mamas who have decided to do this um, since July of 2020. And so my hope, if I do the math right, let's see, let me do. In the year of 2021, we will have supported 48 mamas um, to help them rewrite the narrative of motherhood. So I'm sorry, I just had to do that math because I'm like, wait, 
these numbers are adding up. And so what I'm saying is that Balanced Working Mama is here to support you. We have been very successful at helping women to really redefine motherhood for them, but then also get back to the balance and wellness that they truly have been needing and deserving for so long. Um, Empower Wellness Program is just one way to do that. The one huge way that I'm advocating for right now is our Balanced Working Mama Retreat. You will be in good company with other mamas who are showing up because they know that they are sick and tired of not having balance and wellness in their lives. Too many of us have been going on for years and years and years not taking care of ourselves, not thinking about ourselves, not prioritizing ourselves, and they're saying, hey, this is not going to work anymore. So those are the mamas that are showing up and going to be coming to this retreat. Those are the mamas who are going to be speaking to you in the retreat. I know I told y'all we got some bomb speakers. I'm going to share that later. But yes, it's going to be a community of women who want this and who are all about this. And so if you have been struggling to find mothers and communities of women who are on the same on the same wave of wanting to rewrite the narrative of motherhood, rest assured, we got them. We got them here. So encourage you, check out the Empower Wellness Program. Our next cycle will be in July. But if you cannot wait that long, definitely attend our Balanced Working Mama Retreat in March. It's March 5th, 6th, and 7th. And registration is open right now. <laughs> so um, I hope that these tips will really help you to push you along the journey of rewriting the mother of na- the narrative of motherhood for yourself again The first tip or the first step is to take a moment to really figure out where you learned what it means to be a mother. Step number two, from what you learned, really think about what felt good and what did not feel good. Step number three, make some decisions. What are you going to keep in your motherhood journey based on what you've learned? And then also, what are the things you're going to let go of or what are the things you're going to change? Step number four, challenge your guilt. Don't let that guilt win. And then step number five, seek support as you rewrite this narrative of motherhood. Hey mama, Balanced Working Mama is growing. I want to make sure that you stay connected and up to date with everything happening over here. So you don't miss any of the good stuff, head over to balanceworkingmama.com, sign up for the newsletter. You'll always be the first to learn of any new podcast episodes, events, programs, and you'll get a hello from me every now and then. So sign up today, mama, because I want to connect with you soon. Okay, mama, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Again, I love the topic of rewriting narratives, of doing things differently, of um, really stepping into motherhood how you want to. And I think it's so important and it's something that we um, can't talk about enough, to be quite honest. So you'll probably hear me talking about this more, but it's needed. We need to continue to have conversations like this. So I'm going to leave you all with a Balanced Working Mama reflection. And so with today's reflection, I just want to remind you that um, you are not alone in your attempts to do things differently. I know in the moment it might feel like it because, again, when we are rewriting narratives or when we are doing things differently, it can feel very isolating. But I want to remind you that you are not alone. We are here to support you. There is a community of women who are ready to openly embrace you and support you through this 
But when it feels like you are alone, just remind yourself, hey, I'm not alone. There's a whole movement of mamas who want to do things differently, um, even if I don't see it or feel it right now. And so with that, with that reminder, I also want you to reflect on what are the parts of motherhood that you have felt most guilt around rewriting? What are the parts of motherhood that you have felt the most guilt around rewriting? And I just want you to reflect on that because, again, I have noticed that guilt keeps us stuck. Guilt will keep us empty. Guilt will keep us isolated. Guilt won't let us move forward. And so there's probably a part of this narrative, a part of this journey called motherhood that you you don't feel comfortable with, that you do want to change. Um, but guilt is not allowing it because it's making you feel like you're doing something wrong. What part is it? Just reflect to yourself. If you would like to share that with me later, you all know where to find me on Instagram. Um, you can email me, reach out to me, you know, share it with me. Let me know what part is, are you having the most trouble with rewriting? And then really think about, okay, after I challenge the guilt a little bit more, how would I like to rewrite this part of motherhood for myself? So I hope that is helpful for you all. I look forward to just hearing more, seeing more of y'all's journeys of rewriting the narrative of motherhood for yourself. And just keep going, <laughs> keep doing it. Hey mama, thank you for listening to the Balanced Working Mama podcast. If you love this podcast, please be sure to rate it and share it with another mama that you know. And don't forget to follow me and Balanced Working Mama on Instagram. I'll talk to you soon.